Over the last two decades, I've been on a quest to learn everything I can about leadership, obsessed with what makes the best leaders so good. After running companies small and large for the last 20 years, today I speak on stages all across the world to audiences who are interested in that same question. My name's John Laredo, and I'm your host. I invite you to join me on this journey as we explore this topic. What makes the best leaders so good? Welcome to Tomorrow's Leader. All right, welcome to today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader, where we dive deep on all things leader-related, leading you, leading your day, leading other people. We've got some great content for you today. By the way, we are in the midst of quarantine season. If you're watching this at some future time, I'm also realizing as I look in the camera at my growing quaff that I need to figure out a way to get a haircut at some point. I uh, just gave my son a haircut, and that actually went better than expected even despite a slight slip of the clippers, but uh, nothing that won't grow back. So you may see me next time with an entirely different hairdo. I feel like it's either let it grow out or just go right down to uh, crew cut or something. So any event. Uh, so I want to talk about a, a topic that has been coming up in conversations with people quite a bit over these last few weeks in particular, because I think now we have so much time on our hands, or at least our days are run differently for most people than ever before, which then brings up a potential problem. And that's just the challenges of how you run your day in the most productive way possible. So I, I want to talk today about five different ways that you can transform your level of time mastery. And I want to talk about time mastery. So not just time management, but really where you get it to the point where you lead your day and not where you feel like it leads you. So we've all had different days where we feel like we are almost in the passenger seat of the car, right? Um, your, day, your day just happens. You uh, wake up and, and right away you might be just uh, you know, carried into your day and it feels like you're responding to everything. You're almost handling your day in a defensive manner versus those days and by the way, those days where we feel like we don't have any control, they're never productive days. We get done with that day and we feel like it was a waste. We can't even pinpoint really what we got done, even though we felt busy. It wasn't really a productive day. You know what I'm talking about? Everybody does. Of course, we've had those days. But on the contrary, we've also had those days where we feel like we were just on a mission. Maybe it was because our back was up against the wall and we had to be super productive. We had a big uh, deadline and we had to get something done and we procrastinated enough and that forced us into this zone of getting stuff totally done effectively, efficiently, and, uh, and moving on. So I want to talk about how we create that without having that feeling of putting your back up against the wall and having the, the absolute must-need uh, mentality, but how do you lead your life in a way where you're leading your day? I don't think you ever get to the point of arrival where you're perfect at this by any means, but I think about in the aggregation of these small gains, can we get our time management to be 1% better than it was last week? 
this week, and then another 1%, another 1%. So I want to share with you five different techniques that will help you lead your day, real simply, versus your day leading you. I want to put you in the driver's seat of your day where you have total control over what happens and ultimately the desired outcome. So here's the number one thing. Sounds really simple, really obvious, but you'd be unbelievably surprised at how many people don't do this. Simply planning your day. Okay, so I mean actually having deliberate thoughts and planning and writing out your day. That's what this looks like to me. So that's the difference between making a decision because when we go into a day, we're all making decisions, right? We have thousands of decisions we make in a day. And where we are today in life is a culmination of all the decisions we made in the past umpteen years that we've you know, evolved. We basically are deciding every day how we're going to spend every minute, every hour, and ultimately the day. Those decisions ultimately result in whether that was a productive day or not. By planning it, I'm now being proactive with those decisions instead of reactive. If I don't plan it, I leave my calendar open, my day is open, and the only thing that's going to be filled with are these uh, things that come into my life or into my schedule that I react to. And they're probably not going to be the high-value tasks that I really want to and need to get done. So take the night before, plan out your day. What do you want to accomplish? I always do the same thing. I write down a to-do list and I've had notebooks forever that I can go back to to-do lists from years ago. And I just keep a running list. These are the things that I want to accomplish. These are the things that I have to accomplish. And then I will also pinpoint one or two things that are just the real big deals. If I only got this one or two things done, this would mean a successful day. And that's my way of prioritizing. It's also my way of planning. And we'll talk about some of the other things in a minute that I do to plan your day. But simply, I don't care if you do it in the morning, before you start your day, or at night. Think about what you want to accomplish. Go into that day with a plan. You'll find your productivity goes up dramatically just by that one thing. Secondly, every day, whether you realize it or not, starts with a morning routine. We talked about this in one of the other episodes, and everybody has one. You may not consciously think about it, but you do the same things every single morning. By shifting what you do, that can dramatically open up a different level of day and outcome and productivity by just starting your day a little bit different with a different morning routine. And sometimes you need to mix it up just for the sake of mixing it up. I just started and changed a few things in my morning routine. Uh, as, as I've explained before, one of them is, and I've been doing this for a while, I'd take a cold shower or part of the shower is freezing cold. Uh, I hate it, but I always feel great right afterwards. And for me, just that discomfort and stepping through that discomfort and it's electrifying because I get out of the shower and I'm like wired, um, that, that, brief period of time where it's painful, but then coming out of it feeling good, that sets a certain tone for my day. So that's one part of my morning ritual. Uh, what I also started doing is doing a certain mindfulness or reading. Uh, I'm reading a book called Limitless by Jim Quick right now. So I do a little reading and watching a video of his in the morning. I do a journal entry in the morning of things that I am grateful and appreciative for. So I named three things. Could be people, could be things, could be opportunities, could be anything. And then I also pinpoint what are three accomplishments or things that I should feel good at about the prior day. Because I want to pinpoint, I don't care what it is. It could be a super small thing. And sometimes we've all had bad days. It's tough to think of it, but you can always find three things that actually went pretty well if you think about it enough. Um, and that just starts my day off right. Um, then I do a couple other things. I try to drink water and whatnot. Uh, but that's my morning routine. And it just by doing that, it sets a direction and sets a tone and sets a tempo 
for the day. So if you don't have a morning routine, think about what yours is, come up with it, execute on it, and start doing it and see what happens. Here's number three, super, super important and unbelievably impactful, and that is called time blocking. And I learned this technique years and years ago, and it opened doors for me big time with my time mastery. And all this is is simply putting in my calendar a specific period of time for a specific task, just like I would an appointment. So if I have an appointment and I know that I have a client or a meeting with somebody that's at one o'clock on Monday, I know I'm going to be ready at one o'clock on Monday. I'm not going to miss that appointment. So why not do that with every one of your other key tasks? And a key task is something that I must do to reach my goal. I need to do it. I can't delegate it. Must mean it's not optional. It has to get done. And these are things that are going to ultimately contribute to my success. But I, I do have a question that I can, I can leave unanswered. And that is, when am I going to do that? And if I leave the question of when, then I ultimately give the question of or prompt myself to ask the question of why, which then prompts the question of if. Meaning that if I don't put it in my schedule, the chances of it not getting done, that's the bottom line, is much, much higher. If I put it in my calendar, I know I'm going to get it done. Here's the other thing. What I also realize is if I give myself an hour to do a task, it will take an hour. If I give myself 45 minutes to do that same task, I'll get it done in 45 minutes. If I give myself 30 minutes, I will probably get it done in 30 minutes. Now, within reason. Can't chop it down too much, but we always tend to elongate and stretch out a task to a time frame that we have to do it, right? If I've got two weeks to do a project, they might only take a few hours, but I'm going to somehow, and this I just know me, I'm going to stretch it out over that two-week period of time. If I had one week, I'd get it done sooner, right? So why not impose these limits on yourself? Time blocking is you look at my schedule, and if you looked at today's schedule, I've got every minute of time from 7 a.m. right through the end of the day and night blocked off with different things. And not all of those are appointments or scheduled tasks. They're scheduled appointments that I have for to-dos. That helps me lead a real productive day. Okay, so try that time blocking. Uh, number th uh, four, the fourth item, and I learned this from Dan Sullivan, strategic coach, fantastic program if you ever get a chance to look into that. Uh, and it's called separating your days into focus days, buffer days, and free days. And mentally being able to go into these different days where you have a different purpose on those days helps that day become more productive. So as, as you could probably guess, a free day is a free day. That's where you have nothing work-related on the schedule at all. These are for hobbies, spending time with loved ones, spiritual, whatever time, whatever you want to do in that time, that is your time that's non-work-related. You need that time to recharge the battery. Okay, that's a free day. On a focus day, this is on the other end of the extreme uh, on the spectrum. This is these are the tasks that are my highest revenue, most important, critical key tasks that I must do. If I'm an advisor, financial advisor, this is seeing clients and potential clients. It's marketing work. It's key tasks that I have to do to drive the business, my most important tasks. I am not going to put anything on that calendar, and nothing's going to fill that day unless it falls into one of my focus, high-priority, key-priority tasks. On the other hand, a buffer day would be more of planning time. 
that might be doing uh, behind the scenes type of work for a client. Uh, that might be planning out a marketing strategy, not executing it, but planning it. It might be doing some follow-up from some meetings that you had. It might be doing uh, emails. It might be uh, doing um, some self-study and sharpening the saw. All kinds of different things would be done on a buffer day training, but it would not take place during a focus day. And I'm not saying on a focus day, you don't take any phone calls and you don't answer emails. That's going to weave itself in there. But 90% of your day should be those critical tasks that you're planning ahead. And you'll find if you do that one focus day, you'll get more done in that one day than you probably would normally in three, four days, maybe even a week. Sometimes I'll mix it up and I'll do a focus day in the morning and then a buffer day in the afternoon. And that can be real effective too. I go pretty uh, extreme with my focus days. I'll actually write out the exact amount of minutes I want to spend on a task. So I'll, I'll have it scheduled from 7 to 7.30 or 7.38 or 8 to 8.15, 8.15 to 8.25. And my whole day is like that. And what's good about that, it keeps me on track. So uh, if I'm in an office setting and somebody's coming into my office that will disrupt that focus day, what are the chances I'm going to let that person do that? No, not at all. My focus day is happening. And by the way, when you have a focus day, position your time demand demanders as your time enablers. So the people around you at work, maybe you're in a, in a workspace setting or, or something where you have other people close by, let them know you have a focus day. We used to have a system where we had a little red flag that we would put on our desk that would let everybody know you had a focus day going on and keep away or in front of your door, your window to your door, your office. And uh, something like that where you can communicate or do not disturb sign, whatever. And that's your focus day. And that way everybody around you knows to support you with that and be an enabler to help you get that done, not pulling at your time and being a distraction or a demander. Okay, so that's focus buffer free days. And some a very common strategy is a Monday and Friday might be a buffer day. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday might be focus days. Saturday and Sunday or Sunday might be a uh, buffer, a, a free day rather. Okay, whatever way you want to organize it, but figuring that out for yourself makes a lot of sense. Number five, and this to me is one of the most important items on here. If you do this the right way, this will dramatically change your productivity and ultimately your results long-term. And that's thinking about the concept of return of investment of time. Okay, I can always make another dollar. If I waste money or I make a bad decision, I can always make more money. I can't make another minute. Okay, so just think about that. I can always make another dollar. I can't make another minute. I can't recreate time. How I use it, it's use it or lose it. I cannot get that time back. So as a really smart business owner or anybody in life that wants to have high levels of success, I've got to think about is what I'm doing right now the best value of time? Is there a purpose to what I'm doing that's going to contribute to my short and long-term goals? If it's not, then maybe I shouldn't be doing it. So one is the concept, am I doing the right things? Okay, is this task really going to be high value in terms of what my long-term goals are and what I'm trying to accomplish? But that's just part of it, is the what. The real essence of this is when you get into thinking about how you structure your day to get the highest return of your investment of time. So for example, we all know we're we're better at different periods of the day for different things. We, we might have times in the day where we're better, our minds are sharper, 
we might have times of the day where our personalities kind of come out better. We have times of the day where we are um, maybe even better at, um, uh, you know, even uh, physical stuff. So working out, I know for myself, different times of the day, I'm going to be better at working out than others. And some points I'm not, uh, you know, I, I know if I work out in the morning, it's going to be a different workout than if I work out at night. So why not position your tasks when you're most effective? And I think about somebody like Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos starts his day at 10 o'clock in the morning, his work day. He starts his morning. He putters around the house for, for a lot of time. I talked about this in one of the other episodes. But his most important meetings are at 10 in the morning, and that's because he knows that's when he is the sharpest, right? He knows that the most important meetings he has between 10 and 12, Okay, it's more productive the same amount of time than if he were to have it at five at night when his mind is not as sharp. That's a great example. So think about how do you structure your day in a way where you're doing the tasks at the right time of the day? Okay, when are you sharpest mentally, whatever. But the other piece of this, there are things you can do that can make it more productive. Again, I use the workout example. Uh, If I am working out and uh, I know there are certain things, even if I've picked the right time and the right what, so I know working out for an hour and the right time is, let's say, the afternoon, but there are other things that might factor into making it a better return of investment. For example, if I work out at a gym or at my house, so an hour of time, one might be a better workout. Maybe if I listen to music, or not, it's going to produce a better workout. Maybe if I work out with a partner, it's going to be a better workout. Maybe if I have an energy bar beforehand, it's going to be a better workout. It's all these different factors that are going to line up to me getting the best return of investment of that time. All right, so just some thoughts, five quick ideas on how to master your time. I hope this was helpful. Take at least one of them and do something with them. If you really want, go for it, go for all five, but at least make a difference and implement one of these. Hope it was helpful. Thanks for tuning in on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader. Make sure you like it, share it, comments, uh, and we'll look forward to seeing you back here next time. Thanks, everybody.